McFarlane, yeah, McFarlane Energy, thanks once again. Powering the Bradfoe Show. This is the Bradfoe Show on the go after a big, another big win for the Red Sox over the Yankees, 11-6. We go back a couple days. Who would have thought it's possible? The Yankees fans flooding Fenway Park, wearing all their garb, fingers in the air, voices, yelling, all of it. And then Saturday comes, Sunday comes, another come-from-behind win for the Red Sox. And obviously some huge, huge takeaways here from this series. I, I think that when you look at it, it's not just a split. It's ex- did exactly what Alex Cora wanted, which is sort of pissing on their territory a little bit. That's what they did. Now, you still look at the standings and, and it's demeaning, it's demoralizing, whatever. But that's not what the goal here was. The goal here was to say, hey, listen, we're a good team. This is why we're a good team and we can get to you in a short series. And I think that the Red Sox showed enough of that. Last night, it was guys like Trevor Story. He had a three-run double in the seventh. That was huge. The fact that the guy, Trevor Story, who they're paying to come through, came through against the biggest, uh, with the most important team at the biggest time. That was a very, very important. J.D. Martinez actually hitting a home run. And in case, spoiler alert, did a little Bradfoe show on the Go podcast with J.D. talking about the trade deadline that's coming up uh, either today, tomorrow, or the next day. So that was good. I'm just going to tell you. That was good. All right. And the bullpen. How about the bullpen? You had Caleb Ort coming in, uh, one and two-thirds innings. Sawamura, two innings, who's basically been dominant against the Yankees. Eight of nine career outings versus the Yankees have been scoreless. That's kind of crazy. Strom inning, Brazier inning. Pavetta was, wasn't good. I mean, that was a... That was a demoralizing thing in terms of going up against Yankees. And I mean, that's what this is all about, right? This is all about like how you match up against the Yankees. What could you do? You got to Clay Holmes the other day. You got to Garrett Cole a little bit the other day. Those are the guys who are going to be the most important guys. And Araldis Chapman, oh my goodness, what a like, train wreck. And then, you know, listen, DJ LeMay, who did him no, no favors, dropping a couple infield fly balls, well, shallow fly balls. But still, this is a guy that's supposed to be a weapon at the end of your bullpen, looks anything but. He's on the mound, he's like he's barely paying attention to the pitching coach. It was sort of bizarre. So, a lot of good takeaways for the Red Sox. And now they head to Tampa. This week, we talk about Fork in the Road Tuesday with Chris Sale. This week on its own, as a whole, I mean, this can really, really help define what's going on. And, you know, we talked, I talked, when I talked to JD about the trade deadline, you know, how Heim Bloom's going to approach it. This is another part of the equation heading in this week. And we're getting to that point in the trade deadline where you have to figure out what you're doing. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that deep into July last year, you made the Kyle Schwarber trade. You forget that, right? I mean, that was before the actual trade deadline. And then on the trade deadline, they go out and get Robles and Davis. But still, I mean, you look at it, and this week is going to be so, so important in terms of defining what they are. You're getting guys back, Avaldi pitching in Worcester. You know, results weren't super. They were okay. But throwing 97, it was good enough. He might pitch actually in New York in the coming weekend. As he said, fork of the road Tuesday, you're getting sale back. Uh, Whitlock, he's pitching in Portland on Tuesday. So you're getting some pieces back. And by the way, another quick thing about the game in Tampa, Brian Bayo, which will be interesting too, because all of a sudden you have some 
you you love to power rank the guys who are filling in. All right, Cutter Crawford, really good. Josh Winkowski has been good, wasn't good last outing. Um, and then you have uh, then you have Brian Bayo, and it'll be really interesting. I'm almost more interested in this start than I was the first one, to be honest with you. And here's a little here's a little nugget for you: the Florida Complex League team for the Red Sox. They're taking the bus up from Fort Myers. They're getting in the bus, and they're saying, let's go see our former teammate pitch. And so they're getting in the bus, and they're going to be sitting section blah, blah, blah. I don't know, at Tropicana Field. All the making this trip is a field trip to watch Brian Bayo pitch, which I think is kind of cool. It obviously should stand out. I mean, they should have a good time. They should be louder than any cowbells at Tropicana Field. It's it's. It, like I said I'm looking forward to this start more than I really was these other stars. So takeaway, takeaways, biggest takeaways from this series. Well, I mean, really, is it there any mystery? The fact is that you had. You had two wins against the Yankees, which two wins that you just simply didn't think was going to happen at the, a couple of days ago. You're able to get to some of their key guys, which was huge, 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 huge. So, I mean, this is this two things that are pretty important, and uh, and you just feel better about yourself, right? I mean, you you want to feel good about it. you. Kind of you were trending in the wrong direction after the Blue Jays and the Cubs, and eh, you know maybe and now you AL East you lose two games. Can you beat the AL East teams? Well, here you go. Here you go. All right. Well, we always finish off one of these things with some sound for you. Interview another great post game interview from Will, Sean, and Joe. All right. Subscribe, follow, all of it. Bradfoe show, ton of Bradfoe shows coming up, including, like you said, sitting down with J.D. Martinez as he eats, which is no better podcast than when someone's eating and doing it at the same time. That is scientific fact. Here you go. Well, Alex, good news on the All-Star game, at least for Xander Bogarts. Yeah, happy that uh, he's going to be there. Um, you know, uh, the two amigos, right? They're, they're going to be in L.A. And uh, he's put a lot of work, and you know how much he means to the organization. And for him to be selected by his peers and the coaches – I know it means a lot. Um, obviously, you know, we were hoping, you know, the, the fan voting uh, was better for him, but it didn't work out work out that way. But, you know, I think the respect that, you know, everybody has for him got him there. And uh, hopefully he's, he, you know, uh, he stays healthy through the, throughout the week and he, he can have a blast in L.A. Well, certainly a couple of other guys could have made it too, like Vasquez and uh, Schreiber, but who knows, the uh, guys get replaced. You never know. You never know. We got a, uh, a lot of guys that uh, haven't, you know, great first half. And, uh, you know, obviously you know, there's a handful that can only go, obviously, in the rule that every team has to have a, a player represented in the All-Star game. But, you know, we love the way they're playing. We love the way they're going about their business, and we're very proud of them.